0: wouldn't it? Hi this is Marlene and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Whether you're watching a video or listening to a podcast please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. Links to videos or mp3 files can be found on MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Go to MarlenePardo.com for information on new book releases. I narrate several podcast series that can be found on major podcast platforms and can also be listened to via Alexa, Sonos and other home systems. Look for Supernatural Storytime for Scary Storytelling, Nightshade Diary for Classic Horror and Adventure Stories, Stories of the Supernatural for Interviews with Different Guests on the Show. If you want to get noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories and anything that is just plain weird. You can visit Strange Than Fiction Stories tab at com or find us on Blogspot. I want to thank you for being part of my audience. And I think you are all wonderful. Hi, everybody. This is Marley with Stories So Supernatural. How's everybody doing good? I'm doing good. And for those people... I follow my chicken adventures because, you know, everybody heard about the last that uh, my last show that they took off with. I lost three of my chickens. I, I don't know. I've got like a mega. I call him the mega nemesis. I think it's a golden eagle, but it's a much larger bird of prey that actually went after um, one of my actual full-grown chickens, and I was. I thought, okay, I got to keep. You know. Anyway, the other day. Uh, I, you know, everybody knows that I have some certain chickens that I have in therapy, but what I do is I'll let them out under supervision, like during the day, usually, and people have seen videos of the ones that I have, the blind one, the ones that are in recovery. And, but I'll let them out like in the morning, if I'm going to be here during the day. And the other day where I'm sitting at my office, my window, I have line of sight out to the front and to the side. And I'm sitting here and I look over my monitor and I see this flapping of wings and i'm thinking those stupid roosters are fighting again fighting again believe it or not what saved the day is some of my young roosters i had put out some of my uh chickens a couple uh, a rooster and two of my hens my therapy i let them out in the side yard so they don't get picked on turns out uh, that same hawk falcon i don't know what the heck it is i'm, I'm thinking it's so big that might even be a golden eagle not a bald eagle um was coming after one of the hens and one of those young roosters that's always walking around because they've kicked him out of the regular coop, he attacked. And what I saw the flapping of wings was him trying to defend the hen. So I run out there and I'm like, oh, and then I'm looking around. I see my hen. Thank God I saved her. Yay. But bottom line is, I can't let them out unless I sit out there and I supervise chickens. It's like, yeah, it's kind of crazy out here. And, um, I know some of these birds are territorial and when they find a food source, man, they come back. So I've lost three and I almost lost a fourth. And so, yeah, that's I, I've got to take I've got to take more videos. I know people are saying, what happened to the videos that you promised? I know. I know. I know. And um, it's it's crazy, things like that. But you know how that goes. So, yes, that's what's happening in Marley's Chicken Kingdom. Anyway, I'm going <clears> to <throat> as an introduction to the guest that I'm going to have on. I'm going to read you a little story but this is the real story this is this is for real and i'm going to talk about a man his name was ralph papa thorson okay uh born in 1926 passed away in 1991 he was an american bounty hunter and in 1976 and i'm reading this by the way from wikipedia so doesn't, no, Whatever. It doesn't matter because it's not that deep. He was a subject of a biography by Christopher Keene. All right. And uh, in the biography it's quoted saying uh, he's the only man I know who can do a bastard's job with taste and come off looking like a nice guy. And also the last movie that Steve McQueen made in 1980 titled The Hunter was based on this biography by Christopher Keene. They took a lot of liberties. And in a minute you'll get to From 1969 to 1976, over 100 people lived in Papa's house at various times. And I quote, they consisted mostly of men Papa had picked up and sent to jail. Not only did he house them and find them jobs where he could, he counseled them, loaned them money, sometimes bailed them out and only rarely kicked them out when they took extreme advantage. During that time, uh, Papa also served the Temple of Inspired Living as a bishop, which enabled him to perform marriages and negotiate civil and religious matters on behalf of the temple. By 1976, he had logged 5,000 cases of bounty hunting, including Squeaky Fromm plus another Manson family member he picked up at Spawn Ranch. Now we come to the part. Papa's habits included taping most of his phone conversation and quote, instead of writing letters, he tapes his voice and meals off the cassettes. His view on astrology was that it, dis- was that it discovered according to him what we are and not how we'd like to see ourselves. He attributed his luck in a dangerous profession to picking the right astrological moment to hunt the man down. Papa states, and I want you to, this is what he he himself said, what he's describing he's doing. I relied on a condition, which happens when I confront a situation I'm not exactly sure of. A dreamlike state where everything moves in slow motion. Fear is not permitted because the territory around me is my own. I control it. I expect to succeed. I'm sure of it. Not cocky, but convinced. It's almost as if some secret force jacks up my perceptions. It's a twilight zone. I enter it just moments before the confrontation. It might be the reason I'm still alive. By the way, it only served him to about 1991, where supposedly, and this alleged, he died uh, because of a car bomb. But anyway, that's my intro to my guest. Okay, this is the first time he's been here. Consumers of the Supernatural, and his name is Michael Jaco. He's a Navy SEAL Team 6 operator and CIA security operative with expert intuitive abilities, developed over 35 years of extensive combat experience. With over 20 years of experience as an intuitive remote viewer and remote influencer in diverse environments, including combat, Michael has expertly honed his skills in the higher consciousness realms. As a master training specialist, Michael has trained thousands of people in extremely high levels of personal development, Michael's mission and life focus is to help anyone quickly and easily develop the skills for success in all aspects of human achievement. And we're going to talk to him about intuition and how important it is. So, help me welcome him. How are you today, Michael?
1: I'm Sam, Marlene. Thanks for having me on. No, on the contrary. Great introduction. I love that story. Very good.
0: <laughs> and you know, um, this this guy, by the way, I was reading his biography. He had a crazy life. No doubt. And I read that part about he would injure. Basically, he's talking about doing an alter state of consciousness. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Of. And by the way, he would go after some hardened criminals. It wasn't like he was picking up, you know, the local drunk who skipped bail. You know, back then he was going after some very dangerous people. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the reason I put that in there is you know, he, he believe it or not, he believed in astrology. He believed in the timing of astrology. Um, he says that he would pick and choose when he would go after certain, um, you know, uh, I guess, uh, you know, bail jumpers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, what he describes what he was going to do is, and I'm sure maybe you've heard of it, which is where not only intuition, but that you actually see the outcome of what you're going to do in a certain situation
1: yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, becoming a Navy SEAL, you kind of have that, you learn to have that kind of focus. And uh, that's, that's once you have that focus, you can apply it to anything in life. And that's what I started to do. I started to look into how I could use that to grab their terrorists. So that was one of the things I did uh, in the SEAL teams and eventually uh, in the CIA. We really focused on getting uh, terrorists. So I would see those terrorists like you're talking about. And I would see us taking those terrorists down, and it was like one after another. We started, we started, uh, you know, having that happen. I worked on, you know, helping to find Osama bin Laden. Uh, it was my old SEAL team, SEAL Team Six, Red Squadron that came in and actually got him. I was there in Pakistan when it happened. With within an hour after it happened, you've probably seen that scene where Hillary Clinton is holding her mouth like this, and there's all these people in the White House Situation Room, and they're all like, "Oh my God, that was." part of bin Laden's head blown off that they saw I saw the same scene same time so it's uh it's it's interesting the intuition that you use uh like this this gentleman described there is no fear involved because the fear is basically a limiter uh it it keeps you constrained uh keeps you in a, a lower state of consciousness so when you're in these higher states of consciousness that you learn over time how to how to go into those zones of consciousness and stay in those zones of consciousness and focus like like you were describing, this gentleman did, and he sees the outcome. It's it's unbelievable the abilities that you can have and that you can tap into. You know, I, I tapped into doing remote viewing and influencing and all kind of amazing things. Mm-hmm. All of them have these abilities, every, everyone, but you can't get there if you're in fear state. So like we're like we're experiencing right now, there's a lot of fear out there in, in America and the world. Right, you have to learn how to move out of those those fear consciousness states uh and move into higher levels of consciousness intuitive states of consciousness now we we both live in florida and i just recently moved to florida in the last you know six yeah i know right <laughs> like oh i'm so glad some people uh, are going out oh, <laughs> that was an intuitive move because i didn't know why i was moving to florida i was like okay it's time to go and i was like i was living in florida at the time uh so i moved here uh in advance of my wife and uh, eventually she came and joined me. I was like, yes, it's good here. You need to come. So we're here together now. And you know, we're, we've been here for many months now and we're, we're liking it. We're going to, we're going to settle down here. But, uh, now that I'm here, I'm looking back at California. They're remasking again and locking everybody down. It's like, ah, oh. and it's, it's crazy. So it's, uh, intuition is very powerful. It can serve you in many different ways. It's not just, you know, in, uh, dangerous situations. Cause I think like we talked about earlier, a lot of people, have been in dangerous situations and they just kind of know what to do and they, they survive. I've I definitely survived a lot of combat experiences because of that, but I use it in every aspect of my life. Now I've used it, you know, in investing. I've used it, you know, in in my relationships, as as you ladies know, if you have a man that's intuitive, it's it, like this a lot better. And, and also as a man being intuitive, it's a lot better for me as well because uh, I understand you know my partner much better. Uh, and as, as time goes on, the more intuitive, the more in tune that I get, uh, the better my relationship with my, my wife is. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I, I get that in everything that I do now.
0: Well, I tell everybody, you know, because we, we mentioned it earlier before we started recording how people sometimes talk themselves out of their intuition because they want to overanalyze it. Right. And they feel like I don't want to be stupid. My imagination is running away with me. Uh, especially when it doesn't make sense. How's that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell everybody, you know, uh, you know, you you hear these stories about the person that at the last minute decides, I'm not going to get on that plane and it goes down. Oh, yeah. And then I say, do you know how, it makes you wonder how many people that got on there had that same intuition, but of course, you're never going to find out because they went down with a plane, sure. all right? Um, and, and you'll hear most of these stories, these people, they have no reason why they fear or they have that last minute decision not to get on there. The only difference is that they don't. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then you hear the stories um, where they kind of like, it's sometimes so overwhelming or they've learned to listen to it without. um, How can I say? Because sometimes we tend to be depending on the personality a little bit over analytical.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And you don't want to think, could I be just, why me? Why would I be the bad luck person that, that the plane's going to go down? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, and by the way, this is different because I used to, when I was doing hypnosis, I used to work with people that were scared of going on plane rides. They would like this for them was like, um, but that's different. It's a different type of fear phobia Mm -hmm. than when you're okay with going. And I'm going to use the plane ride as an example. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you have this feeling of, I shouldn't do that. It's different. It's a a totally different kind of um fear and if you want to explain better you know especially since you've been in such high risk situations the difference between positive intuition versus fear
1: yeah i can give you lots of examples it's really good because when when i was you know combat if if you're not in a really good state of consciousness Mm -hmm. you you can see people that aren't in that good state, if people are in fear or if they're like really angry, it's like, I remember guys were saying, I just want to get in and fight and, and kick some ass, you know, kind of like that bravado stuff. Mm-hmm. And the guys that were like scared of getting, you know, into conflict and stuff like that. I saw all of those guys, most of those guys that I knew that were like that in combat are all dead. So they attracted that. Oh, yes. Those, those of us that were, you know, very positive, very, you know, very focused, like like you described in the beginning with that one gentleman, which was an excellent description. He was very focused. There was no fear. There, there can be no fear. Because if you have fear, you will attract that. You will. Yes. You, you know, vibrate.
0: And, you vibrate and you pull it to
1: you. You vibrate mm-hmm. to that. You, you attract what you think most about. So if you're if you're focused on success, which, uh you know, both of us that have been Uh, and the special forces and stuff like that you don't get there if you're if you're focused on losing (laughs) you know you have to be extremely focused on winning and that's not the only thing either you have to not only be focused on it but you have to like move in that direction you have to keep moving because things are constantly going to come at you to disrupt you and that's the way life is uh so a, a very strong intuitive like myself i'll get feelings I'll get feeling something, something's off, something's not right. And then I like focus. And as a remote viewer, I started to see things real time on the, on a, on the freeway that we were getting ready to go out on in a combat zone. And I was like, well, we can't go out because I see something up there is going to blow us up. And I just got the feeling, you know, so I had hold of my teams and then we hear a big boom and somebody else got that bomb. So then they clear the highway and it was like, okay, I'm remote viewing, and it's okay, it's clear. So all it is is just taking your intuitive abilities, your intuition, your um imagination and sending it out as I got, as I work that muscle, just like when you work a muscle in the gym, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and the more resistance you have on it. So I continue to use my remote viewing. I would get a feeling, and I would be like, okay, what is it? And it started to be one day ahead in the future. I would see a tax coming, okay. and as much as a week ahead, of, and then I would. tell yeah, you beat
0: t- me to my next question because I was going to ask you. Nice. When did it go? Just from when you went out remote viewing to when it was coming to you before you even went? Were seeking that information, and this is what you're t- describing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's uh because you're you're opening yourself up to it. Uh huh. So okay. I'm not doubting it. So. The doubting, a lot of us have doubts, like you're talking about. I, I, I want confirmation. I, I got to see it. You're not going to see this stuff oftentimes. It's okay. not going to reveal itself until it reveals itself. And uh, I would see stuff like we're talking about, you know, first, you know, just a, just a few minutes before we go on the highway. And then I would see it a day ahead and then as much as a week. And I would describe exactly what was coming okay. to the T. Times that an attack would happen who the attack was. I could see the people in the vehicle that I described the vehicle. Uh, I said what, the, what they're what they going to do explode this building and so forth. They're going to be near a building where we're at, but we'll, we'll be safe, but it's going to be close to where we're at. So we need to stay away from that area. And just like I describe it, you know what happened now, the analytical guys, like we're talking about, yeah, they, yeah. they would be like, I don't know how you're doing this stuff and I don't believe in it, but if you got something, let us know. So we can mm-hmm. be safe. I'm like, okay, I have yes. to work with them. So, you know, they haven't developed that, but everyone can. And I've taught a lot of people over time how they can develop it. And it's, it's really quite simple. Uh, I, I, I've taught people to do this within hours, you know, and they're they're effective with it. So it's it's a belief system. It, obviously, anything that you don't believe is is definitely not coming to you. Uh, but if you, you see, well, you know, I've read about this or I know somebody because I'm a good example. I'm like, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you're Navy SEAL, 24 years, CIA for 11. Maybe you got something going on. I'll listen to you. And I was like, that's because you, at
0: that point you were an authority figure. If you would. Yeah, so they would have said, forget it.
1: it. Authority figure. And uh some a lot of people were like. They still don't believe it. Like I said, like they, they don't want to believe it. And but they're like. They're seeing it. I'm, I'm telling people, like, you know, how it's going to happen. And they're like, OK, we'll believe whatever you say, because you're, you've been right. They don't understand it. Don't know how to do it. Don't don't want to don't want to believe it.
0: <laughs> right. But just in <laughs> case.
1: Actually, after after I after they work with me, they go like sometimes bad mouth me, you know, because and, that, and that's human nature. I don't, yeah. I don't you know. It's, it's unfortunate. But if, if there's something you don't understand, it doesn't fit your paradigm of consciousness or what you believe in, you know, could be religious or whatever. Um, then you, you're you going to knock something that doesn't fit, even, even if it works, you know, which is unfortunate yes. that's the way the human consciousness is. And that's what we're facing right now in life. You know, a lot of people are trapped in, you know, believing certain things that just if you have any kind of critical thinking, you can see that's not, that's not really right. It's not work. Like here in Florida, we don't have any masking. We have the lowest rate of, you know, you know, right. exactly. and, uh, and other States are still, you know, locking down, you know, it's, so, uh, you know, the real science is right here, but they're making up science and people are believing it. It's, it's very unfortunate, but that's kind of the way
0: consciousness works. And you know what, even living in Florida, I, you know, I think that people have to realize that because, and and because of, you know, as a hypnotherapist, people are very resistant to change because Mm -hmm. of their subconscious mind. Consciously, they might say, I need to change or I want to change. But their subconscious mind is always that pain and pleasure principle, which is the unknown changes pain. Pleasure Mm -hmm. is what I know. I might not be happy with it, but at least this is my familiar ground. And I find that individuals, everybody's different. But as collectively, everybody's keeps looking at what it was great before. And I think sometimes people have a hard time saying that that's never going to come back. And I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm just saying that from hopefully we've learned a lot of lessons in a very short period of time. We have to go forward and kind of like accept that change and not only collectively, but on an individual basis. All right. Um, And I see that a lot of people sometimes they Um, and, and, you know, I know that, uh, you work with people as far as them achieving certain metrics, whatever it might be. All Mm -hmm. right. Uh, and I remember I would have people that would come to me for behavior modification to change. And I would tell them, okay, you know what I want you to do when you go home and they'd go, what I said, I want you to rearrange the furniture in your living room. And they'd look at me and go, what? (laughs) Go, yeah, I want you to rearrange. And the thing is two, twofold. It tells the universe you are going to change to manifest it. Number mm-hmm. two, it's very simple. You're starting to change. And
1: mm-hmm. the
0: reason why I'm saying this is that people, sometimes they do it all up here, but they never execute. Excellent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you as far as um, sometimes people get that intuition, like I need to change. I need to move. I need to do whatever, but they're resistant to it. How? What advice do you give to people who, I'm sure come to you and say, "Hey, I want to achieve this," or which usually involves change. But you kind of see that they kind of like uh, sabotage themselves, mm-hmm. despite what they're telling you.
1: Yeah, that's 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 the uh, that's the rub. You know, it's it's, it's tough. You know, I, I like to work with people that are super motivated, but mm-hmm. there's all even even myself. You know, everyone's resistant in some way. Sure. So you have to desire something really strongly. Like when I when I became an Navy Seal. I wanted it bad enough to the point where I would rather die rather than not achieve that. And that sounds like extreme. But uh, when you talk to no. a lot of people that have achieved that, it's like we all had kind of the same idea. And because you had such focus, that's that led to achievement. Now, when I, I came back, I was actually an instructor. So I get to see like you, uh, you know, how people have hypnotized themselves uh, into yes. thinking that they're not they're not worthy or they can't make it or someone else in their family doesn't believe in them. So they don't believe in there's like underlying issues that, that extreme focus cuts through all that. So if, if I, if I were to say anything to anyone that really desires change, you got to really, 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 really desire it because there's going to be, you're going to try and sabotage yourself. Right. And use
0: other people as an excuse, by the way.
1: You got to stay super focused
0: mm-hmm. and
1: every time that I've done that super focus, I have achieved amazing things yeah. like just a couple of years ago, you know, we'll get off the intuitive thing because uh, sure. it's kind of like out there for a lot of people, but we'll talk a, a, on a physical level, mm-hmm. how we use intuition. So I was like, okay, you know, it's been 17 years since I've done a bodybuilding contest here. I'm like a 50, it was two couple of years ago. So it was 59. I was like, I'm going to do a master's, I'm going to do a master's contest. And so here I am, I'm 220 pounds. So pretty big, you know, pretty big mm-hmm. for my. Normally 180 is about where I need to be. So I'm like, okay, so I need to lose 50 pounds, you know, to get to where I really want to be. And because uh, 170 or so is like perfect. Uh, you can be a little bit, a little bit, I found it be a little bit more, but 170. So down to one, 170, 180. So I'm looking at, you know five pounds you know a month it's like i can do that it's like a little over a a pound a week Uh and and i started doing it for 10 months i I dieted i dieted down bodybuilding contest diet because i've done many bodybuilding contests before but 17 years since i've done one so for 10 months i dieted all the way down and then went in and won so the whole time i'm dieting i'm thinking there's people that i'm going to be competing with what are they doing i'm going to win i'm going to win i'm going to get a first place trophy first place trophy first place trophy just thinking yes. it thinking positive focusing on it rowing you know doing all the aerobics doing all the weightlifting you know trimming my diet down it's like oh you know that's that's too much i got to turn. T- so finally the day comes and you have all those weedy gees weedy gees you, know, you get out there you pose you know you're pretty much naked you got a little 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 Think of your My husband
0: was a, a semi pro one many in the oh, 80s. Wow, in the 80s, awesome. in the well, 80s. <laughs> <it's>
1: <laughs> and every sense.
0: once in a while, he'll oh. say, I am. Uh, I think about it, and I look at him, and he's like, forget it <laughs> because of what you just said.
1: Yeah, but anyone can do it. I mean, you know, I was, was no, but it, it,
0: it, it, it demands but a you, lot. You can,
1: you can get it down, so yeah, I did it, I, I focused on it, and uh, I made it happen. But a lot of it was like we're talking about is that extreme focus. So mm-hmm. you, you keep, keep at it. You know, one week would by. I was like, I didn't lose any weight. I didn't lose any weight. I got to lose two pounds this month. So I got to like really focus. So there were, there were days, you know, weeks mm-hmm. like that. So um, if someone comes in, like, you know, and they have a desire for change, just what you did, physically changing something in their life, being creative with it, so you're right. using your creative mind, the intuitive side of your brain, the creative side, the right feminine side of your brain. And you, you go in and you change things around. You get creative, you change things around. That's what I was doing with my diet the whole time. Because yeah. my diet, when I was in my, you know, thirties and forties, I could diet a certain way and work out a certain and way. And boom. Drop weight, yeah. yeah. Boom. This time it was, I had to be more creative because older, you know, things change and, you know, you had to had to move stuff around. So that creative aspect, like you did with you know, move furniture around, doing something physically, and uh, doing it in a creative, intuitive way, yes. uh, starts that process.
0: That so change. Cool. You're changing yeah. your. And I would tell them, if you don't want to do that, I want you to go to a new restaurant that you've never eaten at before. I want nice. you to go another way. The change and and it's and I'm and, and for and I know my a lot of my audience will be on board with this. It's like you're telling the universe. You're not just thinking about it, you're executing. That's that vibration that we were talking about. That I want to change and I want to bring in the change. And you might think, how base, what does that have to do? Once you start changing your environment, you start uh, doing things that are outside of your norm. Okay. That starts shifting everything vibration wise and to yes. the universe telling them, I want to do this. Okay. Plus, um, you know, the the plasticity of the brain is we get uh, certain things that we, like, like driving, you know, that we know that basically you could do it without thinking about it, mm-hmm. all right? So you got to start putting in these new trenches in your brain of new behavior, okay? Of, of, of actions, not thinking about it, of actual actions. Mm-hmm. And it starts with something that might have nothing to do with maybe, like you said, lose weight, okay? If that was a case or a new... Um, a new regimen, let's say whatever. And I'm going to put in my story of con- comparable to what many, like, yeah, like a few years ago, <laughs> I was trying to get into the department, and I was older than most, but, you know, they do, you know, how they have certain entrance things that you need to do certain with a certain amount of time and whatever. So I knew I had to lose weight. I had to be able to jog certain amounts of distance. I had a park next to my house, which was a big park where they, would have two and three mile uh, things, you know, because the cross-country trains from the schools would go to... And I said, I'm gonna start there. And Mm. I said, but I know that my subconscious mind, by the way, that park would close at sundown, okay? So I said, I know myself. So what I did was I also got in my car and I mapped out with my car's odometer, a two mile stretch around my neighborhood and the third was there was a hospital out there with a big lake where they had like a people would, from, as a matter of fact, from the hospital would walk out there. That okay. was like my fallback. And I also had a change of clothing because I knew it. And by the way, this is the way the subconscious works. It'll be real sneaky. Somehow, God, sundown came and I just couldn't go and do what I was supposed to do. You know, so I would make myself. It's like, OK, well, I know I can walk now. My, And if I was out on the road, OK, um, because I worked on the roads and on, on cases it would be i i can stop at the hospital you know and change in my car but i would i didn't give myself an out you know what i'm saying oh,
1: there you go nice and
0: at the beginning i started walking and then pretty soon i jogged in the, and then one day i said you know what i'm going to try and jog the 2 miles and i did it <laughs> this was by nice. the way several yeah. you know by the way i did pass that that thing and my son who was in the navy had come home really? and uh, by the way at coronado island
1: Whoa, wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, he um, he tells me, mom, mom, you know, I'll go with you while you go. And I, we jog. And he goes, you know, mom, you're better than a lot of the people that I'm with in the Navy. They couldn't jog two miles.
1: <laughs> Whoa, okay. You know,
0: he was telling me about that. But anyway, my point is that the, the way the subconscious mind works, like what you were talking about, that you have to give yourself that talk is because your subconscious mind will try to sabotage oh, yeah. you from doing even though you might logically want that outcome, it mm-hmm. will do it in very sneaky ways because it wants you to stay in that. Like what you were saying, when you start at the beginning, I have to lose how much weight? You know, yeah. you know, your subconscious mind was going, you know how much work that's going to take. <laughs> that kind, even though I'm sure by you were pretty much aware uh, of what it took to get there. Oh, yeah. Um, and Michael, I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to I'm gonna veer off with this. And this has to do, as a matter of fact, what we were talking about, only intuition. Okay. And you know what? I used to have a lot of people that would come to me with anxiety, fear, which God knows, in the last year, we've been amped up. And uh, I think that a lot of, I mean, th- th- there's what I call the industry of fear, okay? Which is, there's a lot of, I'm not going to say that people should be Pollyannish, like believe like, oh, everything is wonderful. But I think that we are driven to hire. Everything is fearful. And I one of the um, the things that I wanted to bring up is that this is a this paper came out like in 1984. okay, by a guy named Dick Sutphin. And he uh, he as a matter of fact, he passed away last year. Oh, I and um, I, I don't right? know if you're familiar with him at all. Oh yeah, yeah, I love you. You are right, yeah. and um he talks about how people because people don't realize that when you get scared, you go into hypnosis. Mm-hmm. When you're anxious, if you know how people say, I got home and I don't remember how they you're under you're hypnotized. My right. point being that I think a lot of the things, whether it's through the beats of music or just high anxiety to, you know, to wipe the mind clean, you know? And uh, basically there, um, how can I tell you? We have a critical factor, which mm-hmm. doesn't allow like negative. In other words, normally if that critical factor was there, more, some people more than others, somebody tells you something or you hear something, you kind of like, hmm, does that sound right? No, I don't know when that critical factor is down, which is when you're hypnotized, it goes straight into your subconscious mind, which mm-hmm. and I guess my question is, as far as people nowadays that we're living, sometimes that it's almost like we're get used too much on fear. Everything is, I want to say, apocalyptic kind of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what do you advise as far as um And the reason why I'm saying is that you, I'm sure, have been in situations where it's real fear. It's like, this is not like made up or um, overdone. This is truly where I could lose my life in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, That what the effects of real, you know, continued or systemic fear is, which is sometimes what I'm concerned with. And, you know, I still have a lot of people that I talked to in the background. I don't do the hypnotherapy anymore as far as how damaging it can be long term uh, to the individual.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, fear is definitely debilitating. So what, what I would do is like when I, uh, I, I trained, I started the first hand hand program for the Navy mm-hmm. SEAL team. And, uh, what we found out that is a lot of people through past conditioning, hold on to uh, a fear about some kind, usually a fear about fighting. So we taught them very early. In the first class that I did, I, I would teach classes. Okay. before we started fighting before i even started teaching them the techniques and in that class i taught them about how fear okay. is a basically constrictor it constricts you know your your thinking we talk about the neuron basically the ways that the brain works so fear is constricting it basically puts you in a very a, sl- a slower consciousness state so you can not access information quickly and, and as an intuitive when you're very relaxed, even in a combat situation, even while I'm fighting, uh, I'm very relaxed. I'm very open, and in that openness and in that that relaxed state of consciousness, I'm faster. So my speed is actually faster because if I'm if I'm like fearful, you know, everything's okay. Like, uh, but if I'm like super relaxed, and you know, my speed is like just incredibly fast. And it's the same thing if I'm pulling the trigger, or whether I'm, you know using a knife or whether i'm hitting someone
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: all about the conscious states. and you talked about <clears throat> neuroplasticity the brain can be taught to do anything so you can right. learn to overcome fear and that's what we taught right from the beginning how fear was a constrictor so they had to understand that and while we trained if we could if we saw them start to constrict going to that fear state we would have them relax go into wide angle vision breathe. Mm-hmm. Breathing is one of the one of the greatest things because if you're breathing, you're not focused on, you know, the brain is telling you or what what your your heart is telling you or anything like that because you're, you know, you might get, you know, as you get right, it's right. faster, blood pressure goes up, and you're like you're you're you start to, all like all you can right. see, right,
0: telescope on your, yeah,
1: telescope, very good. So when you're open your open your eyes, basically you activate um, neurons literally activate neurons that start an alpha brainwave pattern. So beta. Thank
0: you. Alpha. I was about to ask you, what kind of brainwaves are we talking about? Alpha, right? Yeah. So,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're, you're very well uh, informed. So it's just, it's you. beautiful. Obviously as a hypnotist, you, you know all about the way the brain uh, works. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very
0: nice. Yeah. Well, so. this is the thing when people come to you for not, nothing as dramatic, but uh, behavior modification, which is yes. really what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, people's um, what they place themselves in the their their, their they're out, you know, whether it's alpha beta, you know, Mm -hmm. is basically how receptive you are to whatever it is, but exactly what you were talking, which Mm -hmm. is people don't realize that in your, in your case, yeah, we're talking, but fear, you know, fear is your, your, your reality is your perception. So, to somebody that's got a phobia about s- spiders, you're like, oh, who cares? But to this person, they're like, they're wigged out. So mm-hmm. their perception is their reality as far as the fear reaction. And wow. people don't realize that nowadays people walk around with, besides the normal everyday fears everybody has, we're getting heaped with fear, yeah. mm-hmm. which makes everybody, uh, how can I say, pessimistic? Um uh, they don't make plans. Uh, so. They are yeah. not hopeful. So. Um, they, you know, like they don't. Uh, and, and I'm sure everybody's read uh, stories about how addiction and suicides have gone up, yeah. you know, across the board for a lot of different reasons, whether you had it, a previous problem or just developed. Uh, all of this comes about because people are hopeless, and they don't mm-hmm. see the light at the end of the tunnel. And right. um, besides uh, organic problems that a person might have, I I see this is, you know, I'm, I watch TV and, and I'm thinking, you know what, man, they're not giving us a break. <laughs> they're not giving us a break, because even though and I want to say Florida again, we have a lot of good things, but there's still a lot of people walking around that are very fearful, sure. very fearful. Yeah more than they do that they they should be and i'm thinking myself like the like you said the cortisone the cortisol you know that that hormone that you release right all right which they say that Mm. um it's good if you need it but if it shoots off in your brain and you don't use it um like that fear fear of flight kind of thing basically Mm. just basic it 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 does horrible things to your body um and sometimes it's almost like people need to fall back into less fear or putting up a barrier using their intuition, uh, in the sense of that, everything is going to be okay. Yeah.
1: So when we would have people, we would, we were, I would teach, we would teach them this in the hand to hand program and I use it. I've used it throughout my life now and everything I teach, when -hmm. you feel the fear coming in, when you feel it start to grip, you have to learn how to like notice it, let it go. You just relax and let it go through your body. So if you start to have these these thoughts that you know usually make you fearful, grip you, mm-hmm. you, feel them coming in, you let them go. It's almost like if someone were to come and grab you. Yes. You just relax yourself and you just pull yourself away. So that's what fear is. Fear is coming in to grab you, and you just like we, we teach you know how to like you know you just get soft and just like pull your your hand away. Right. It's, it's the same good. thing with fear. When fear comes into your body. You feel it start to grip you if you if you're like, if you get in a fight with it, it's like, oh, here comes a fear. Oh, my God, I'm going to if you're done, it's going to take you a long right. time. To let that go But when you when you start to notice it sooner and sooner and sooner, when it comes in, you just relax and let it go. And then when you're in that state of consciousness, that relaxed state of consciousness, that intuitive, that beautiful, creative that you're teaching people, you know, get, go and change your furniture, you know, the, the first little step. And that's what you do with the fear when you're starting mm-hmm. to feel you're coming first of all you got to get away from the news because the news is like basically um yeah. mk ultra programming uh because i when i worked in the cia I, i'm i
0: glad I, you brought that up using <laughs> yeah
1: using the uh, oh, uh 45 the, to 72 uh. beats
0: music yeah okay
1: <laughs> yeah so it's out there you know so it i mean i was talk about that really because i think people hear
0: that now. michael and they kind of think oh no they don't do stuff like that they do you know everybody thinks that really, really. this is like a, a a a you know a clancy novel you know oh they don't yeah. they don't really do stuff like that do they i love
1: the clancy novels and i read them it's when like, i was a boy you know and uh, i was like yeah there's and then i started to do that stuff and i'm like wow this stuff is really going on out here i'm glad what, I'm not the, i
0: but want then, you to <laughs> talk a little oh, bit yeah. about if you can about what you can about really sometimes how uh people are manipulated through various avenues like you said the news you know uh and uh some of them some of it is not meant to but others there is a purpose behind it
1: yeah i i, th- I think mo- almost 99 percent of the news at this mm-hmm. point is designed to put fear in you to manipulate yes. you control your consciousness uh, so you have to learn how to do like what we're like what we're doing. We're giving alternative music, mm-hmm. really, where people can come in and like you know learn really good things that can help them uh, and really uh, overcome you know like we're talking about traumas, fears, and so forth. Those those right. are the great things that you know humanity faces right now. You know, learning to overcome uh, the fears that are being impressed on us has been they've been pressing on us for a long time. I was just with a group last night. And where we're talking about a um, uh, city council, even here in Sarasota, Florida, where, you know, the, the base of the school council is is not very good. So we've heard about these school school councils that are trying to manipulate our children uh, mm-hmm. manipulate their consciousness of so it's 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 a it's a battle. It's a battle everywhere. You know, even yes. here in beautiful Florida, where we think we're all like, you know, very. Very conservative, very, you know, everyone you know works well together. We, we we love each other and it's everything's beautiful. There's still problems here. So everywhere there's problems, we have to learn how to face those, not have fear of them. Yes. Not not to sit back and go, Oh, there's no there's nothing I can do. We all have very we're all very strong. We're all very powerful. You have to you have to get over the fear that you don't count, you know.
0: Right. And I think that if we didn't count, they would it wouldn't matter, they wouldn't try so hard to like very Make us behave, you know, behave a certain way or do that. As a matter of fact, in Miami Dade County, the um the school director, well, you know, for the Miami Dade County, he has resigned, he's going to Los Angeles. Yeah. It was really funny because like two like two months ago, yeah, uh, they one of these people videotaped him, angry parents chasing him, a bunch of Cuban parents going <laughs> in Spanish running after him and he ducked in and I was looking at that, he's not gonna be around for long sure not I,
1: I was wondering what I, I figured that the citizens were kind of like revolting on him that's why he's like oh they it. were
0: they they were chasing him You, don't, you don't uh, want no, it. And they boring. were you know and somebody taped it and of course of course and they and he's like and you see these police but they're like they're he ducks in through the back door into the main building for the school board wow. for the school system and they announced like a couple of days ago that he resigned and he's gonna take up a position in the school district LA somewhere County. for L uh, for out in L A for L A yeah and but um I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because that's sometimes it takes you got to come back and keep working on that and finally that's
1: beautiful, Orlena. I'm glad you yeah. shared that. I didn't know that. I was like, yes. something happened. So now you just pointed out. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm so
0: mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh and, and I'm gonna say, I think that this everything that's everybody looks um despite the bad things that have happened. Yeah. i think that there's always good i'm i'm i'm, a, oh. I'm an optimist by the way Me too. um we have had we've learned a lot of difficult lessons and mm-hmm. we're realizing now that there's a lot of things that we should have been paying attention to
1: very good yeah
0: all along yeah. okay there is a lot of, of positive things that have come about because of everything mm-hmm. it's been kind of very difficult and un- well, uncomfortable is a nice way of saying it but sure People now have realized people that were just floating along where in life, you know, I'm too busy. uh, I'm going to work. It's like, I'm not paying attention to what's going on in my kid's school. I'm not paying attention to what laws are being passed. I'm not, you know, unless it just plunks me on the head. I'm Hey, I gotta go to work. You know, I'm multitasking. You know, I'm I'm texting. Um, A lot of people have realized now I cannot do that anymore. Look what happened. By the way, this, um, this has been years in the making, oh, yeah. as in the mindset, and uh, as far as words, wow! Then you go, how 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 can so many people be on the same page in all these different institutions? How they do that, you know? You don't do that overnight, at all. Yeah, no,
1: it, it didn't happen overnight. It's no. uh, it's all the way back to World War II when the uh, Nazis basically left Germany and came to America. So there's yes. like 1,500 uh, paperclip uh, Nazis that we know of, at least. I think there's a lot more. Uh, that came yes. here and started to integrate. Now, there were some families that were already here, political families, actually, that, that rose mm-hmm. higher uh, all the way to the presidency. They helped them come over. They helped establish them. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, there was a lot of three-letter agencies, CIA, FBI, and, uh, the you know, all, all, the, all the agencies now that are, like, basically restricting us and controlling us.
0: Yes. And, and I think all, it took... Back then, nobody would have believed that that the government was willing to do against a sworn enemy that we had just gone to war with. Nobody would believe that. It
1: was happening. Yeah, they infiltrated us. They basically did a good job of it. Mm -hmm. But like you're saying, uh, we there are positives that are happening. People are starting to see that and uh, starting to push back on it.
0: Well, and also not only push back, but saying it can, which is what I tell everybody. It can never be the way it was before because that had a lot of problems. Maybe you didn't see it on the surface, but underneath, there was a lot of serious stuff going on. We can yep. never let that happen again,
1: ever. A lot of those institutions that we thought were good, we're learning now that they're completely no, corrupt. No,
0: everybody, I mean, we've seen even with major corporations Oh yeah. that you think all you're doing is either selling a product or a service, like what does it matter to you? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, everybody's political. Is like, what's going on? <laughs> what is this? Uh, and really- um you know, so even, it, that's what I'm saying, a lot of people now are taking notice, like, what? Yeah, you know, It was a very rude awakening, and a lot of people um that normally wouldn't have paying attention, and unfortunately, especially when it has to do with your children.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, and for those people, and or, I want to say even for those people, and your money, because that's another yeah. one that they're going after big time, your money, which is... Yeah. um which I just say, this is this is why everybody wants to come live in America because you can come from nothing and become whatever you are willing to work for. How's that? You know. Yeah. That's well, uh, you know.
1: I think another thing they want, why they're trying to get a lot of people come to America right now um, illegally, mm-hmm. is that the, the population growth is, is falling off a cliff. Uh, yes. The reproduction rates uh, falling off a cliff. So there's uh, they need a certain amount of people to continue this game going that they have, and uh, so they're desperate. That's what they're doing in Europe as well. They're starting to flood Europe with people. But I think as uh, as a civilization evolves, there's there's you naturally have that. So when you when you try and flood uh, a lot of people in like they're doing right now, yes, as we're seeing, it causes a lot of dis- uh, discomfort, a lot of confusion, yeah. a lot of problems and you know you empty out gels and you cut police forces it's a, it's going to have a, it's going to Let me have tell a, you something
0: I was born yeah. and raised in Miami but my 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 background I'm Cuban and oh, no. I was living in Miami during the Marial boat boatlift okay oh, uh, mm-hmm. Luckily all my family was over here my my grandfather he was a retired cop from the late 1950s prior to Fidel taking over Cuba but anyway I was I was like what I was a teenager you know I wasn't paying attention but I remember all the Cubans he, wanting to go over there and pick up family members. And of course the story is that when they got there they were saying, "Yeah, you could take your auntie, but you see these 10 guys that we just let out of our jail or the, you know, or the the insane asylum, they got to go with you." Mm-hmm. But come to find out and and the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is this was I it 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 I, we had never gotten broken into. We had never everything happened after the Mariel boatlift because they let go okay of so many problems that they had they weren't letting go of their doctors or their teachers or people that know what they sent over with stuff that they even had problems controlling as far as criminal activity sure and they dumped them on us in miami especially you know they went to other places but in miami it was horrible it was horrible and i can say this as a cuban because it was like yeah amongst You had the regular people that were there, but overall it was the, the, the crime rate skyrocketed. Um, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking about very violent crimes, kind of what you see. And, uh, you know, a lot of them ended up in jail and killed and, you know, but Mm. everybody in Miami, especially if you were Hispanic had some horrible tale to tell of either a family member that you even brought sometimes. And Mm. the reason I bring that up is that, um, I understand what happens when you, uh, bring over people that you have no way of knowing what their background is. Right. Okay. In other words, there's no, uh, a government there that you could say, could you run a background search on this person and tell me, do they have any prior criminal history? Um, who are they? No.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. And, um, I'm gonna, and as a matter of fact, and uh, one of the things that uh, that now they're, you know, I'm sure you you've seen this thing with um, uh, the the Epstein, Elaine Maxwell, this whole thing going on, and everybody's watching, going, hmm, and. Um, I was pretty familiar with the, uh, you know, what was going on, uh, before I, I got into working for the state and some, I I was a guardian ad litem, which is, I used to work in dependency court as a volunteer Hmm. for, you know, representing, not representing, but I would, uh, they would assign me a child. Okay. And they told me, Oh, we're going to let you work in the South end of the County where you live. Come to find out that was a big lie. I ended up because I was bilingual. Guess why? (laughs) Do you know how many um, foster homes I would go to? And by this, I'm not saying some of these foster homes were fine. Where the people that were there had been in the country maybe two, three years. And of course, they were approved as foster parents because there's no background on them. There's pure as a driven snow because their history is three years old. So, of course, they're they're being given access to children placed in the foster program. Temporarily or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ended up because I was, they, and they didn't speak any English, so I would end up going all over the place um, as a volunteer as a guardian ad litem, and I saw this firsthand. And this was, and I was like, and some of them were really nice people. Don't get me wrong, but then others, it was like you could tell they didn't even, they didn't have no English, little, and they were they were allowing them to keep these children. Mm. All right, different ages. And, you know, as far as that, you know, what we saw with now with this whole case about the, uh, you know, the human trafficking, the smuggling, you know, because people don't realize it's two different things. The smuggling and the trafficking are two different things. Uh, And part of the problem sometimes they see is that, you know, kids that end up in the foster system or, you know, runaways and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you know, that there's a big network of that and uh, yeah. i saw that firsthand many years ago this was so, over 10 years ago that i was doing the the volunteers at guardian med litem um and uh so I, I can testify to the truth of that and well getting back to the original <laughs> the
1: that's, intuition. Oh, yeah that's 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 important because that's part of uh you know uh disclosing you know what what's going on with this whole corrupt right situation yes you, you don't you don't Find that if you're trapped in fear, you don't find these bigger picture things. Or, I think a lot of people are you know, uh, trapped in survival situations and they want that so they can get away with like what you're talking about, you know. Oh, well, no,
0: and like we said, now that people are being confronted with these things, like I said, I saw this 10, 11, 12 years ago, it was going yeah. on, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, because of you know, how much publicity Epstein and everything surrounding it has come to the to the which is, in a way, is a good thing. I hate to say it, but if you think this has always been going on, okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a real quick. There's a a serial killer. His name is Gerard Schaefer. He ended up getting killed in jail in the 1990s, something like that, 96, by another inmate. Bottom line, he killed a bunch of um, of hitchhikers, like in the 70s, where you know hitchhiking was real big here in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this in one of the interviews that he did in jail, as this guy was <laughs> telling you, he described where they were taking kids in a boat off the coast for these sex parties. Mm. And these kids were being dumped out there. Oh, God. Mm. Okay. And this is a guy who's a serial killer here in Florida, but maybe, in other words, this is not like, not the the deep level uh, guy that knows stuff that nobody else knows, like an Epstein. Yeah. Okay. If this is a criminal, and I'm thinking, how many people knew about this stuff and never did anything about it? Hmm. You know, because I don't know, what is it, two or three miles when you're, uh, how is it? I know there's a certain... uh, uh, distance that you're off the coast and that you're out of basically uh your maritime yeah. law in other words you're not under the jurisdiction of the United States anymore i don't yeah. know if it's three miles or i don't know in other words they know exactly and of course yeah. that was it and then you dump your 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 witnesses how's that
1: yeah. and i
0: re- i remember reading this like because i was doing some research on him because of one of he did a uh, port st lucie plantation in Florida and I was reading this and I'm like God, why didn't? If he knew about it, this—it's almost like I could see that happening. I could see that that was something that was definitely going on, and people maybe just turned a blind eye to it because God knows—he's
1: he's just a little guy, so he's you yeah, know. he's
0: nobody. He's a nobody. I mean, he was a killer. He's That's a serial killer, not but
1: not that uh, the Epstein scandal is going to be a lot, lot larger than what we're seeing right now. So I think yeah. that uh, I believe. Because that was that was definitely uh, CIA and uh, Mossad and uh, MI6. They were they were using him and, and Ghislaine uh, to basically spy on people. Because look look at all the places they had. They were in New Mexico. They were they had an island down the Bahamas. They had uh, Palm Beach and all these places in New York and multi multi million dollar you know um, properties mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. and they're sex trafficking. You know, they're, they're yes. bringing in young, young women, girls for, you know, sexual favors for, you know, high end people like the prince of one of the princes of England presidents right. and so forth. So they're getting information on them to use it, to uh, control these people.
0: Right, because It, so it that, makes me think that, that everything was, was the black it, it,
1: there's so much in between, you know, that we're going to see like you're talking about some stuff that's really going to affect consciousness. So you have to learn how to like, let that go through you don't get trapped in it
0: well so, i think uh, that this yeah. is and this comes back to the mindset yeah when i talk great. about average people i'm not being goody two-shoes i'm talking your normal person like right pedophilia, none of that crap yeah okay we want to resist thinking that we have certain government factions or people in authority that could be capable of this because right. if we open that door it's like where does this lead so oh. we don't want to see that, what well, we had for many years. I don't want to believe that they not only didn't prosecute it, in some cases, actually encouraged it or fostered it. Because mm-hmm. that's that's very worrisome. Think about that. And I think a yeah. lot of people, they're like, oh, no, man. No, no, no. that's That can't be. And it's like, yeah, it could be. And I think we're finding out oh, yeah. uh, the hard way just how.
1: Well, we're, we're going to find out that it's happened on, on the political, all the way to the top, all the way to the top.
0: Yeah. The oh, yeah.
1: All, all, all many of them are involved in that. Yes. So, uh, yeah. That's be, why that
0: I think that uh, that a lot of people are de- deciding that they want to retire early. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I just you know before the scandal breaks, at least I'll, I'll, I'll save face and but uh, and I tell everybody. Um, this is, and and I, I'm going to go off into, um, the, the woo here, but we'll go there. Do it. A lot of people, you know, you could say, okay, these are, are, um, okay. They're pathological in the, in the sense that they, 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 they have no remorse and everything I said. And one time I was in my prior show, Michael, and you tell me if you ever ran across this where you know how people they say about people being possessed, demonic possession, whatever, whatever. And I said, you know, there is such a thing as somebody that's perfectly possessed. In other words, they welcome that takeover oh, of their personality, where they have be- no remorse, no empathy, and and I'm gonna say, let's say the per not the person that's the transporter. You know, you're taking these bunch of kids, and you know they're gonna get abused, raped, and probably killed. But all you care about it, you're not doing it. You're not the one doing it but you probably you pretty know what the end for these kids is going to be or women or whatever. Sure. And you do it. Did you ever run across people like that where you could see that there is no, how can I say no mercy?
1: How's that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've seen that in many people because uh, they're, they're possessed like you talk about. So a lot of the terrorists that we went after were, were possessed, you know, demonically. Really? possessed, And uh, they, they didn't, they got power out of that. And that's what the possession does. It gives them a power that normally they wouldn't have otherwise. So people like us, people, you know, you and I, people listening to the show, we're good people. We're not possessed. You know, we don't have demonic figures on us. We don't understand what that would be yes. like. They do. And I can tell you, I've been around these people and they're, they're psychopaths. Like you're talking about, they're possessed, soon as I can see demons. And I've seen, de- I fight demons. So these mm-hmm. people have demons on them. It's real. It's a real thing. and They're very, they will, they will mess everything up. So I have to be very careful when you go after demons. As I found, I found out the hard way. And I found out, I, I ended up dead one time. And I Tom, saw what uh,
0: happened. You, oh, I, you just can't leave I, that there. Can
1: you? Yeah, I know. This is a gr- this is a great story. I tell this a lot. Um, so I'm in Iraq. I'd learn how to like, you know, go after demons. Uh, and I was like, Okay. Well, I didn't really learn. I was like, I'd heard about it. And some people told me what they did. And I was like, I'm going to do that too. And uh, so I'm like looking, I'm kind of, I'm kind of remote viewing into the etheric realm. Uh, who's doing the terrorist attacks uh, in the beginning when I was in Iraq in 2003. Uh, so I was like, who is this? And I saw a guy, uh, had, a, had a mustache and had, a, had like, you know, the headdress and everything. Uh, this guy would eventually, as we would find out later, was Zarkawi. So I saw him in my remote view who was doing the, the terrorist attacks. And so I'm like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go fight him, you know, <laughs> on the etheric realm. And his demon came off him and it was wicked. And it came after me. And I was like, Whoa, way out of my light, way, way out of my league. So I boom back in my body. I was like, whoa, whoa, that was crazy. So two days later I'm floating out of my body. I'm like, Oh, I'm having an out of body experience. I always want to have one of these. And I look back down and I'm dead. I'm blown to pieces. I'm like, oh, no,
0: I'm dead. Let me tell you something. Believe it or not, it doesn't look like it, but the hair is standing up on the back of my head when you're talking about that. Go ahead. Keep going.
1: <laughs> so uh, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm dead. It's like, that's that's a bummer because I'm starting to feel like I could really help humanity because I was remote viewing and doing all this crazy stuff. I, I was going into the intuitive realms on a different level. So then I get this presence, this feeling. And it's like, what is that? So I look up, and there's this massive angel that's looking down at me. And it's like, Absolutely exquisite. So I didn't even know what archangels were at the time because I was grew up Baptist in the Southern Baptist way, Uh, you know, it's a Catholic thing. But uh, there was definitely a a massive, beautiful angel, and I was later learned that was Archangel Michael uh, because had the same look and everything. So he he looked at me. I looked into his eyes, and this love energy just came into me and just lit up every cell of my body that was put back in time, back into my body. So I wasn't going to die. And the missile missile was deflected that I had seen had killed me. And so I was like, I sat up in bed and there was huge explosion. I was like, whoa, that was it. I saw an angel and it it brought me back. And so that really happened. So over time, you know, I started to see I had these abilities. I started to see remote viewing better. Uh, I started remote influence so I could stop attacks from happening. Uh, and through a love energy vibration, so I started putting out love energy vibration, like Archangel Michael, put love into me. Mm-hmm. So I just out these waves of energy of love, and it stopped attacks in cities that I was in, and just crazy stuff. Let me
0: ask you: what yeah. Do you, basically they put out a hit on you after you saw the demon? Is that what you're saying that it they went after you? In other words,
1: yeah, you know that it's it's almost like the Matrix. You know how you see in the Matrix where Neo goes and. You know the the agents you know were like into another body so that's what Mm -hmm. they do you know with with their minions so we have all these minions out there they're you know serving lucifer or whatever and uh they jump into a body and they like direct it and boom missile comes at me uh and you know i die so they're very hard. they're very the demons are the demonic realm obviously because look what they're doing—they're keeping these wars going, they're keeping everyone locked down in this like crazy, you know, system that we have going on right now. So there's a lot, a lot of demons. We have all heard this, this: this is good against evil right now, and it's true because mm-hmm. a lot of these people that we believe are good people in power—they're demonically possessed.
0: Right, because right. people think of the Hollywood version that when you're possessed, you know, you spit out pea soup. That's not the way. No, it No,
1: no, it's like uh, it'd be like. Think of any political leader that's in charge right now. Uh, And that's that's, scary. scary. Yeah. So I, I look at a lot of them. I worked against all of those people.
0: Let me ask you, when you do remote viewing, do you go into what they call the middle plane?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. And I'm going to ask you Do should people remote viewing without knowing what they're doing or what, what is your advice on that?
1: My advice on that is to, to, uh, what, what I say is bubble yourself up in love. Okay. So imagine, you know, and you can call in archang- archangels, angels, um, God, you know, um, uh, you, you always want to protect yourself. As I learned from that one experience, from okay. that point, I started to use love and I never went into attack because when we, that's one of the beautiful things about what's going on right now. No one's fighting. All right. That's magnificent because when we fight, then we fall into their trap. That's what they want. Yeah. That's where they, that's where, that's where they're powerful. So just like I described how I wanted to fight this, this guy's Arkawi, his demon, that's not a realm. The anger realm, the fear realm, they are super powerful in that realm. They will destroy you if you go into that realm and try and go against them. Right, but your you motive
0: come, was altruistic, but just the way you were going about it is what you're saying. But if
1: you go at them in love, like I talked about, you're the most powerful force in the universe because you're ta- you're you're tapped into the most powerful force in the universe, which is God force, and you come in and use that for that energy. They are, they're gone. You know, that's what I would do with uh, with the demon possessed um, terrorists that I would focus on. So I, I took out many terrorists because I, all I would do is I would just think love surrounding them all the time. Demons don't like that energy. So they like they go away. So they lose their power. They lose their whatever it is that makes them powerful. It makes mojo them
0: that, that yeah. they,
1: get, they get found like we found Osama bin Laden. So Osama bin Laden, I, I worked on him for a year. Usually it would take a year of mm-hmm. be focusing on someone, sending them the love vibration, and then they were gone. It happened over and over and over again. I've I've used that on political figures too. So that is such
0: a great yeah. story because people don't realize that no. what the the source of their power is not really them. And yes. yeah. this is the thing: <laughs> love is light, and most of these beings yeah. are sourced yeah. in darkness, and they they don't want to be anywhere near the light.
1: It's not a not good vibration. No, no. And you're you're the most powerful. Yes. You just destroy them. It's like prayer, prayer, you know, tapping into. I mean, whatever it is for you. Um, you know, whatever God you worship, a lot of gods out there are very, Uh very powerful. Um, and uh God energy and the angelic realm and Jesus, you know, whatever whatever is whatever you connect with and you feel very strong and energized with, you can use that oftentimes. And uh and and send that love energy out and it's very very powerful surround yourself with love surround your your loved ones with love you know uh if they're having problems you know you send them love i i was i could feel people sending prayers to me when i was overseas i knew that i was protected not only from not only from evil because i was focused on you know being loved or alive in the world i guess uh and using the angelic realm, but also because i was getting that love from you know people back home and uh, prayer groups and so forth, so it's very, very, very effective.
0: Do you ever put guardians on your property? Oh, you absolutely, guardians? absolutely.
1: If you, if you could, if you, if I could turn this around, I have like uh, salt lamps, salt crystals are very good. Yeah, good. Yeah. So they, they, it's energy. It's another thing. It's another energy field mm-hmm. that the uh, the dark spirits and so forth. They don't like that energy. No, they don't like that vibrational energy. It's very very powerful, very uh, uplifting, very beautiful because I, I have them all over my house and I have crystals and so forth. Okay. But thought energy is one of the most powerful things. Yes. You can, uh, you can save your house, you can do all these kinds, but it's all the intention that goes into that. Because the dark ones use that stuff too. You know, they <laughs> have crystals, they have sage, they do all, but they use it in a negative way. And they're right. very powerful in their own way. I, I let them do their thing. That's fine. but. When it's going to affect me or people that I love or, or my country, then I'm going to use love vibration to protect and, and take that that negative energy out.
0: So. Yeah, people don't realize how powerful that is. Everyone, unfortunately, power people, power. people are thought that it shows weakness. Yes, and no, it's I'm not necessarily powerful. that's the way it is. When, when uh, I started
1: more intuitive, that was when I became like Superman. I mean, I was always, you know, incredible. I was always an expert shot. Uh, I was very fast, but when I started going intuitive, everything went faster. I just went to a different level. Okay. Yeah, it became even like more powerful, more, more effective. My my thinking was faster, and of course, you know, I was looking into the future, literally right. looking into the future and seeing things coming. I was directing and and correcting and making sure that didn't happen to us. So, it's 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 amazing, you know, what we all have the potential of. So. That's that's great that you're into that. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one, if you want to come back, I'll, but I'm going to ask you real quick: Do you think that there's any type of influence of ETs, negative or positive, and or positive, in all of this? Somewhere in all of this. Oh
1: yeah, of course there is. And um, you know, there was positive for a long time. They were involved with the uh, the Germans for uh, quite, you know, Nazis for a long time. Mm-hmm. In Antarctica. There was like, you know. We sent a fleet down there, Admiral birds sent a fleet down there, carriers and they got hammered. You know, they they had their technology was far more advanced than what we had at the time. Uh eventually we we got the technology and now the good guys are in control. So yeah, there's good ETs and negative ETs. The negative ETs are basically are off planet now. They're off okay. many of the they're off many of the. Uh, they're off the moon. They're off Mars. So they're being kicked out of the out of our whole solar system. So there is there is good things. Yeah, there's definitely positive ETs uh, from Venus. Uh, the Venus the Venusians have been helping us quite a bit. Uh, Pleiadians, Arcturians. There's all kinds of different you know uh, star seed children that are coming in now. I, mm-hmm. I work with one that tell, that's you know she's talking about how there's like seventh dimensional beams that's. Okay. Spin- A hundred years training to come back down to 3D to help humans ascend to the higher levels of consciousness. Right, hundred years to do that. Now they're incarnate. So it's... it's, it's Right. The indigo
0: children and the... Yeah. Yeah. These are the kids that were born or how can I say they chose incarnation at certain times. Mm -hmm. Basically because of that we're going to ascend or, you know, hopefully...
1: Helping, helping us, yeah. Helping <laughs> us overcome the negative and uh, the negative influences. But you uh, know what? Great.
0: I'm going to tell you something, though, Michael. And this is the reason I bring this up. Sometimes people, you know how they, everybody talks about the ETs, that they turned off the nuclear uh, arsenals and blah, blah, And everybody is always wants to let go of their responsibility personally and as humans. The ETs are going to save us. The angels are going to save us. The, 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 and it's like, stop it. Right. You know, you have to be responsible for the outcome that you want. This is, Excellent. let's face it. It's our planet. It's our yeah. lives. It's our behavior. And people are like, well, you know, if it gets really, the ETs are going to come and they're going to save us or the whatever is going to save us. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to take that personal responsibility. Always hoping that the Calvary is going to ride yeah. over the hill and we're it's the Calvary.
1: Much them yeah uh no it's the in a way they have uh, because our consciousness reached a certain level where we didn't want you know the negative influence to the point where it's it's ha- it happened and so that allowed uh positive ET forces to come in and remove the negative ET forces okay so at least we reach that level now it's up to humans to overcome the human problem that we have right now right that's these negatively influenced Uh, Beings that are basically running the show right now. So we need to like create this new environment, this new world, uh, break free from their old systems, and we're doing that. It's happening, but it takes. I think as more people get involved, like you know, we're having this beautiful conversation. As people listen to this, they get inspired. They want to go out and get involved. That is what makes this happen and makes it happen faster. So the more people get involved, the more people share you know, this video with others and talk and talk and talk and have great conversations. I had great conversations last night with a whole big group of people that are very uh, inspired to, you know, create change here yes. uh, in Florida. Uh, that's the way every community has to be, you know, and they've tried to restrict us, mask us and keep us separated. We have to stop. We have to get together and, 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 uh, and plan this thing out, work together. It's not going to be violence. I don't see violence, but we're going no. to be, smarter than they are. And they are huh. not very creative. Uh, they're in the dark realms. They don't have the creativity power that we do. So that's that's the thing that, that's the way we overcome them uh, through our creative creativity, the ability to work together. They don't work well together. I mean, you look, no. look around all the cities they've destroyed.
0: God, you know.
1: yeah. That's like every city where they've allowed, you know, the police to be cut, they've emptied the jails, and they've, uh, you know, allowed negative groups to come in and riot. Yes. And, you know, those cities are a mess. They're having yeah. the highest crime rates ever right now. I, I,
0: I, I was telling my husband, I said, I don't think New York's ever going to come back. And I know there's people and he's from New Jersey. He was born in Brooklyn and New Jersey. And oh, yeah. I tell him, I don't think that that whole um, New York that we think of with the Wall Street and, you know, that it was the Mecca of all these industries of fashion and the, what was it? The Big Apple. Sometimes I don't think that Big Apple is ever going to come back. I hate to say it, but.
1: You're right. In it, not the way it was, like you're no. saying. Uh, the stuff that people think that, you know, someone's going to come and say this and everything go back the way it was. Absolutely not. It will never, ever go back the way it was. It's yeah. going to change. It is changing. And that change is what we create going forward. Yes. So we have to get involved. It's like, it's hands off. Okay. It's time for everybody to, you know, like, you know, get focused. What do you want? What do you want to create here? This is a, a quantum level experience that's going on now. You can like change this thing, but you have to change it. We're not coming in to do it, um, because if we right. do it, it's more powerful. If we learn, you know, the yes. system, if we start to work with it, we can make a, a lot of great stuff happen.
0: Absolutely, and people don't realize. Again, what we said originally was people don't realize you as an individual how powerful you are. If you were not powerful, they would there would not be such a concerted effort to corral us or to make us behave a certain way they'd be like who cares Yeah, uh, do whatever no Absolutely. they even on an individual basis and i think a lot of times because of the enormity sometimes of it people are like oh man this is beyond me i can't do anything about this it's like that ah, you'd be surprised you'd oh, yeah. be surprised what we're capable of i think that there's a lot of stuff that we have untapped as humans and i'm going to use we've been dumbed down and I'm not talking just academically. I'm talking about dumped down as far as our, how much we can accomplish.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Michael, what for my podcast listeners, I'm going to have a link to uh, your website on the credits of the show, but for the podcast listeners, what's your website?
1: Thank you very much. So Michael that's, mm-hmm. that's where all my stuff is. And uh, that's how you can uh, get hold of my stuff. So it's real simple. Just Michael
0: Let me ask you, do you, uh, do you offer anything for anybody that wants to work with their intuition or develop it, or like what you were saying that they have something that they want to achieve?
1: Yeah, I have a several courses. I have a, a intuition course for developing your intuition, remote viewing, remote influencing, remote healing, uh, past life regression, uh, you know, body design, all kind of crazy stuff. So there's there's 13 different courses and books I have. Like a couple books, uh, the Intuitive Warrior was a book that I released like 10 years ago, still going strong, still doing a really good job. I would say start there. If you're like, you're not, you're, what is intuition? I don't know about intuition. You may sometimes have intuition. You can, you have intuition all the time. It's always there. It's always on the phone right there for you. So the intuitive warrior, I basically talk about my experiences, how I develop my intuition. That's a great place to start. You can get that on my website or Amazon. You know, there's lots of different ways to uh, get that. Uh, And then I have, like I said, lots of courses. I have like, um clothing line, all kind of great stuff. So wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's it's fun. Uh it's you know, it's come along. as you know I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know about all this. Uh because I was like uh you know Navy SEAL CIA I was all secretive. So uh I was like, but I really feel humanity could, you know, I I could I got some good stuff for humanity because I'd always shared it with people and the teams and I knew I was a great instructor, and uh, I I, I love to teach and cheer. So um, I was like, this this would really help humanity if and if human humanity would get this intuition, we could stop all the wars, and you know, we could stop all this all these crazy.
0: Let me tell you something.
1: The you, know, to, to, you know controlling us.
0: Yeah, and believe it or not, I know this is very cliche. You know that saying about it's not the the destination, it's the journey. Oh, and yeah. that's something that we have got to learn on a day-to-day basis. It is our journey. And, Beautiful. you know, we can't get saying, well, the, you know, when we get there, when this is achieved, you know, when what, whoever is voted in. Got, in the meantime, we have to live our lives with on a daily, with whatever it is that we want to create for ourselves.
1: Very good. Uh,
0: whatever it might be. Thank you, Michael. It has been absolutely wonderful. I could talk. I could ask you because. I did a lot of past life regression, and I would be like, "Man, I had some past life regressions." Like,
1: maybe we should do a show on that. It'd be fun.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you: the first time that you were taken for past life regression, we did. Well, you, were I, you able to see it okay, or what?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It was, oh boy. Because I have we this feeling
0: it. that did you have like, man? I I, I don't. Did you have like sometimes bad endings to your life?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Really. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, really bad. <laughs> but, uh, you know, because because of those bad endings, they can be traumatized and They lock yes. stuff in. So when you yes. actually have the regression, you're like, oh, that's why I have those problems. Yes. And yes. you release that. And it's like you have those problems. You don't have those problems anymore. That's yes, the
0: aha uh, moment. Ah. Really,
1: I, I would say all the stuff that I've done, the past life information that i've learned has been the most rewarding Has like opened so much for me and it's like helped me overcome so many difficult things in my life it was just yes. i was like oh i've been like angry lifetime lifetime or like for thousands of years i'm gonna i'm not gonna be angry anymore how about that it's i'm stopped yes. i'm stop. it's stupid and yes. that's sometimes it takes something like that for you to see because you're like oh angry is good you know it's like you're strong you're like a man you're like you you know you okay. And no, it's not good at all. So you, uh, and then when I, and then when I look back on past lives, are like, oh, I was, I was bad, angry back then. It's like, ah, I got to stop that. So that's okay. that was one of the things you know that I overcame.
0: Tell me and how. Tell me how angry you are, and I'll tell you how scared you are. Basically it's basically. that's Right. Yeah. I'd rather so, be angry than scared. It's a good. Uh...
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true because uh, that's that's one of the levels. You know, you 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 get scared, you fear, scared or fear. Wow uh i think angry and then you know like you know just go along with the go along Anger with the is just stuff. a good
0: fake out for being scared <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah I I to say it, but yeah. I, it's over, whether you that.
0: want to say it or not did you ever regress to being a woman
1: i was i've never seen myself as a woman really? you know and that's 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 interesting because i was like oh of course i was a woman but i've you know i've had um psychics you know i've talked to a lot mm-hmm. of psychics a lot of psychic work um right i uh, just tons and tons of it. And then eventually I got to the point where I could do my own. I can, I can actually go in and see my own past lives now. Okay. And that's what, I, that's what I teach other people too. So th- there is a way that we can all go in and look at it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like viewing your past lifetimes. Uh, yeah. so that's, that's what I learned over time. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've had some crazy, crazy, crazy lifetimes. Yeah.
0: The people don't realize that sometimes you have these emotional hooks in you from some yes. trauma or something. That still triggers your behavior now. And you sometimes can't figure out, like, man, why? why do I feel that way? why do I react that way? You're like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it's just that emotional hook from something that happened to you.
1: Yeah, and you start to see, once you get into your past lifetimes, you start to see you have a pattern. You have a pattern throughout time. You know, the way, you, way I think now is the way I've thought for hundreds of lives. Well, I would say a, at least a hundred, because I don't know. If I haven't found hundreds of lives yet. But uh, okay. I have found close to 100, and Derek is is pretty, pretty well.
0: That is so interesting. People, people, yeah, people ask me all the time and I go, whether it is, and, and I say, majority of people lived, you were ordinary nobody. So in other words, as far as documenting and proving that, hey, this person that you see in your past life ever existed, I said, if you look historically, very few people were ever noted in history, as far as that you could say this document, the most of us in regression are nobodies. When I mean nobodies, I mean ordinary people. And even back then, nothing was ever written or logged about ordinary people that you could say, well, you know what, I checked back on this date, what this person's describing. And yeah, I found out that that was true. Sometimes you can, it's about certain events, but most overall it's very difficult to to basically verify a past life regression uh, identity, how's that?
1: Yeah, well, it's it's not that hard really. Because um, there's there's people that have uh, have gone just into because uh, they'll, they'll be born into a family that they have died in. And mm-hmm. uh, so they, they find that and they're like, whoa, you're like, you know, Papa come back, you know, from like two two generations back. Yeah. And they were like, oh, my gosh. So they find, But, you don't a lot of times you don't bring a lot of that information with you. It's almost like everything's white. Right, probably, I know that,
0: that that some things that you yeah, basically you reinc- reincarnate in the same group of people. Maybe they change their roles, but yes. it's like the same players. Yep. Um, and then you you gotta straighten stuff out that you screwed up before.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I <laughs> mean, you, you, you do what you can. I mean, but like, yeah, I
0: know, but you're
1: doing your stuff, but you can't force somebody else. To no, get, you can't. Get their act, you know, it's free, that's will, free, free will. So it's yeah, a great thing,
0: but. Boy, talk about personal responsibility. Hey. And it's all hey, about
1: responsibility. It is. Everybody's it is.
0: Everybody is like it's it's uh... our, our freedom
1: is about responsibility, and a lot of us have like shirked that responsibility.
0: You better believe my
1: life, it. My whole life, you know, protecting and you know, helping everyone, First Amendment, all kind of crazy, second amendment, everything. Mm-hmm. And I see that a lot of people have gotten lax in that and it's like it's slipped away. Yeah. So we have to like, you know, we're, just, we're all responsible. Everyone responsible for that it's not like it's like we talked about Everybody's waiting for somebody to come save them while they eat popcorn on the couch you know it's not going to happen you got to get you got to get involved you got to get
0: we've been and i'm going to give an example uh, overly regulated even i'm going to i'm talking about that everything um i remember when i moved out here i had some good old boys come and work on the thing and i was like i need a permit for this and i need a permit for that they're like man we never need no permit to do that this we do that we just do it <laughs> you know yeah. in other yeah. words the mentality was you don't need big brother to come and tell you it's okay to put up a carport is my point and people yeah. were so used to it we've been indoctrinated that it's okay yeah. all right and they're like no nah. you know they grew up in this area for generations some of them all right yeah. and they were like you didn't go get permission about everything for you know plus of course the money you have to pay uh, you know, stuff like that, it was like, and you could tell I was like, but we need to do that. And they'd look at me like, no, no, wait, we'll, we'll figure something out here. And they were very, some of the things they came up there ideas, uh, ingenuity as like, let's fix this or let's do it that way. And I was like, man, you could tell I even I've fallen into that. We're told, do it that way, and we're like, okay, 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 and. It's we've, we've been indoctrinated to not question authority. How's that? Oh, yeah. And we should. We should. They did a
1: good job. They get a, I mean, a lot of people just don't do it anymore, but uh, I think they're learning. We're learning the hard way. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. It's changing very quickly.
0: Yeah. Again, That's Michael, I'm not going to keep you any longer because I know you probably got things to do and everything. You have to come back. We have to talk. We're going to have a past life regression show. Yeah. We're sounds- going to talk about past life. I'll talk about mine. I did, I've done a lot of past life regressions. I've done regressions with attachments, people, you know, weird stuff. Uh, And then we could talk about some of the ones that, that you remember. And also the technique that you use that you say to recall uh, Mm -hmm. the the past lives. Once you get beyond being over analytical, because this is what a lot of people would find that I see myself with No, no, no. That doesn't make it, you know, like they overanalyze. They want to like, and it's like, let it go let go, mm. let go. Just let it roll. That film, let it go in your head and see where it takes yep. you. Nobody's going to call you stupid. Just go with it.
1: Right. Very good.
0: And a lot of people, I, I, I want to talk to you about that. You've been Very wonderful.
1: It'll, it'll be care. great. Show. We'll have fun. I love it. Absolutely,
0: we'll darling. Take care.
1: You too. Thanks for a great show.
0: No, absolutely. You've been wonderful. Take care. Good. Hey guys, what did you think? Oh, past life, we covered everything. God, this was great. Past life regression, uh, you know, did something in the how we get uh, subliminal, uh, you know, manipulation. <laughs> this is, I ah, man. And I was trying to compress it. I was like, should I ask him about that? No, but I want to ask him about that. No, but I want to ask him about that. You know what? See that, that book, I I agree. Anybody wanted to to work with intuition. Your first bet is go get his book, you know, and I'm going to say this, especially for the men out there, because men sometimes have this thing about that being intuitive or relying on your intuition. It's like a woman thing. You know how they say women's intuition. I beg to differ. That intuition is a human thing. All right. It's a human thing where I guess my point that I was always trying to make is he used it or he developed it while he was doing highly dangerous work in a foreign land, whatever, whatever he was doing. But intuition works in your favor, us in our normal everyday lives, especially, I must say this, especially because we become so reliant on technology. Okay. The phone, um, you know, I'm not the phone, I put a reminder, you know, in other words, we're, we, um, all these conveniences, let's call them what they are. These conveniences basically have buried our intuition. We don't need to exercise it. And God knows, you know, we, if we, if we get a flash of, I'm going to say, um, I hate to say, but sometimes fear or negative, uh presentiments make more of an impact than good stuff. Like, you know, when you meet somebody and you go, man, I, I really feel good about this person. But unfortunately it's the negative stuff. And when I say negative, it's like fear or be careful or watch out. That really makes an impact on us. And we've kind of deadened that. All right. And by this, I don't mean you become so hypervigilant that you, you think around every corner is some catastrophe because that's catastrophic thinking. And that, that, that definitely will make you anxious That's why I think that what Michael was talking about is where you develop intuition, where the intuition doesn't cause more fear or paralyze you, okay? The intuition is there to help you. And maybe the intuition, because that's why it means, doesn't make sense. And that's why I'm talking about the men thing that men sometimes thinks if something doesn't make sense, I'm not going to believe that. That's that's BS. You know, um, that's, that's what intuition is that you have a feeling about something or someone that logic doesn't, doesn't that, that logic intuition are like on totally different pages. And you're like, logically, why should I feel that way? Logically, You know, that's the way I always go to work. Or logically, um, I do this this way and nothing's that bad ever happened. And then your intuition comes in and says, stop. There's something going on. Or don't go that way. Or, hey, um, maybe you should ask somebody to walk with you to your car. And you could say, but there's no reason for me to do that. Okay? And that's where people dismiss their intuition because their logic, they, they, they prize logic like if somebody's gonna come and point the finger at them and make fun of them for uh for basically following their intuition. One of the things I wanted from that book that I, I mentioned is called The Gift of Fear by um by Gavin DeBecker. And there was two quotes from it that this was highlighted by readers. I'm going to read them to you because I think they're very good. One is no is a word that must never be negotiated because the person who chooses not to hear it is trying to control you. Yeah. Second uh, quote here highlighted by the readers of the book, which by the way, this is over 7,000 of them. I don't remember where I first heard this simple description of one dramatic contrast between the genders but it is strikingly accurate. At core, men are afraid women will laugh at them, while at core, women are afraid men will kill them. And by the way, this is in majority, but I know for a fact that women do kill men. Women do kill men. I don't, obviously it's it's not in the same proportion but women do kill men and not always in self-defense. Not like I killed them because I had to defend myself because I know there's guys going out there. Oh, what are the bad guys? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying proportionally because of the strength. It's just, let's face it, you know, um, it's just the way it is, whether we like it or not. I know there's a lot of people going, nah, you know, there shouldn't be any difference, but there is sorry, sorry. Hey, it is. There are different male, female strengths. Um, and you know what? You, whether we like to admit it or not, in your own skin, you know what your strengths are. You know what your weaknesses are. And you know when somebody can overpower you. And I'm not talking mentally. I'm talking physically. All right. And sometimes it can be even somebody the same sex. All right, And we know that if somebody can overpower you physically, if that person for whatever reason decides one day to turn on you and it becomes physical, how's that? There's a basic survival instinct. God, yes. Survival instinct, very important, that we should never throw away, which is leads into that intuition, which is part of our survival instinct, which we should foster and take care of is when that intuition kicks in and tells you don't go there don't go with this person Um, maybe go around the block before parking Uh, a, a bunch of stuff just weird stuff or take a different route to work or don't get on that plane or that we should listen to it and you will never ever get chances are verification that you were right Because like I said, when you dodged the bullet, you dodged it. How do you quantify dodging a bullet? You just got to develop that trust in yourself. And like I said, to differentiate between being catastrophic, like everything's going to, everybody and everybody, and everything is out to get me, which is why I would say definitely you have to check out Michael's website, his book, start with that, look at his courses. Um, Because I'm telling you, even though fear is important in that context, where it, it it you know your intuition goes off, your subconscious mind is working, giving you cues like, hey, 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 look, 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 watch, watch, watch. Did you hear that? Did you did you see that person? That you know maybe he's been following you for two two blocks. Okay, but we can't live in fear all the time. This is in other words, that fear is appropriate only in that moment in that situation. But outside of that, being living in systematic fear hour after hour, day after day will wear a person down physically, emotionally, spiritually, psychically. Okay. Which is what I was mentioning to him about that. We we live like in this industry of fear. where We're always like, if it's not one thing, it's the other. It's the other. It's the other. And we're like, oh, you know, and that's why you have people saying, man. I have problems falling asleep. I have problems staying asleep because I wake up. And then almost that fear because, and we don't understand where it's coming from. And there's a lot of stuff in the background. Okay. Anxiety will put you into a hypnotic state. Okay. Where you will, how's this? If you're really highly anxious, high, it, it, it brings down the critical factor. Okay. In your mind, which would normally question stuff like, ah, oh, And let's say you start watching the news. Let's go with the news. Okay. All of a sudden, everything that you're hearing, you take it as gospel truth. If it's a bad story about something, it's like catastrophic. If if there's like, oh, if we don't do this, this bad thing will happen. You take this as the end of the world is at hand, you know? And basically, when you start getting that repetition over and over and over again, let me tell you something. It makes a person, for lack of a better word, crazy. And I think that that's why I'm saying we have to rein the, the, the fear back in. Plus, by the way, fear will immobilize you. Fear will make you stagnant when I mean stagnant, you know what he was talking about where it will immobilize you in a fight or flight ascent situation but fear also outside of that context, fear will make you become stagnant because you're afraid to make a move. you're afraid to do this to do that to plan to what on oh, you know what things are bad mm, and I can't no oh. you become stagnant and believe it or not, I had a lot of my clients that they desperately wanted to change. They wanted to move forward. And they recognized that they were stagnant, but their fear was like an anchor around their legs because that fear was overriding their desire that they knew that they had to make a certain change. That that, that stagnancy is like, let's face it, until we're pushing up daisies, it's not good for human beings to be stagnant no matter what your age is. You should have always have something going on. <laughs> Whatever it might be. Um, and that stagnation for the human soul is very, very bad. Very bad. And that's what a fear does. It immobilizes us. It makes us hopeless. It makes us believe that things will not get better or that the enormity of the problem is so huge that there's no way to overcome it. Hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm gonna try to get Michael back. We gotta talk about past life regression again, guys. Thank you for being part of my audience. You're all wonderful. I have a lot of great guests coming back on, and new ones. And um, again, go to mymicoschronicles.com, Go to marlenepardo.com. I have links there where you could download the MP3 file for the show without commercial interruption. I also have links to all the podcast platforms. I also have links to the videos. If you don't want to find me on YouTube, I'm on Rumble. I'm on BitChute. I'm on Daily Motion. I'm on, I'm on CloudHub. Wherever you go, just look for me MP Pelliser, Marlene Pelliser, Stories of the Supernatural. I'm all over the place. I have links on the websites that will take you to any of these platforms. Uh, so if you want to either view the video or listen to the podcast version of the show, you can do so, or any of the series, okay? So please come back next week because I have a lot of good guests, a lot of interesting stuff. See you soon.